On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing The Punisher from 1989, starring Dolph Lundgren and Louis Gossett Jr. Welcome to another episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. I'm Brandon, and as always with me is your Ms. Pac-Man whiz co-hoster, Cullen. Is this movie punishment or justice? You decide. Cult Cinema Cavalcade is a bi-weekly movie podcast that finds Cullen and myself discussing a film from cinema's past, considered, but not limited, to being a cult classic. As a disclaimer, every episode will include plot spoilers and may contain... Harsh language, fuckhead. Today we're here to discuss the original Frank Castle cinematic adventure. Cullen, punish them with a plot synopsis. When Frank Castle's family is murdered by criminals, he wages war on crime as a vigilante assassin known only as The Punisher. The Punisher is directed by Mark Goldblatt, written by Boaz Yakin, and stars Dolph Lundgren, Louis Gossett Jr., Jerome Crabb, Kim Maori, Nancy Everhard, and... Barriato. Welcome back once again. Sorry for last week's audio snafu. Uh, we have it fixed, so I sound good or still awful to some of you, maybe. Um, if you're upset by that, you can always email us at mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. You can hit us up on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. We have a website where you can leave comments, which is cultcinemacavalcade.com. And uh, you can, as always, listen to Make Sure on iTunes or on our website. And if you're on iTunes, don't be afraid to uh, rate us. Uh, why not? You're on there anyway. Uh, just do it. Five-star ratings is all we accept, so please make sure you have all five <laughs> stars highlighted. Everything else will be deleted immediately. We don't take criticism from anyone. Nope. So we're here this, this weekend. Uh, Daredevil Season 2 begins... And the big, the big addition to season two is Elektra. So we're watching, not Elektra. We're watching The Punisher because The Punisher is coming on. Yeah. So instead of getting punished, we watch The Punisher. But uh, you know, uh, well, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save. It. We'll talk about it in a moment. Yes. Uh, the Punisher is a character. Um, one of the, at least at one time, was one of the Marvel A-listers in the 80s and 90s. I don't know yeah, where he's 90s. considered now, but yeah, he was hot in the 90s. He was like the, he was like the R-rated Batman for Marvel, pretty much. Yeah, well, you know, the 90s. That's when they all had to be gritty and edgy, and he was you know, the grittiest and edgiest of them all. Yeah, he was a guy that murdered the bad guys and wore a giant skull on his chest. <laughs> Yeah, and he was originally conceived as a villain 
character and ended up spinning off in his own sort of hero realm? Yes, he first appeared in... Um, it was a Spider-Man comic. I don't remember which one it was, but it was... I want to say it was late 70s, but I'm, I'm not a comic historian, so I would not swear to that. But I know he did uh, first appeared in uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, And he f- first appeared cinematically the same year as Batman, 1989, although the U.S. didn't see it till 1990 or 91. The, he was, uh, the, people may be asking, like, why the Punisher? Like, w- why not? If, with Marvel, why not? Where's Spider-Man? Well, Spider-Man was having, there was some, like, legal dilemma with making a Spider-Man film. Or something. There, there was, mm-hmm. there was an attempt. Uh, James Cameron wanted to make one, and when Superman four tanked at the box office, that project got put on the shelf. And it's also, th- it's a lot easier to make a Punisher movie than right. it is. You know, it's it's a guy in black shooting guns. Yeah, it's a lot easier to produce than y- having. They a were already making those movies like once a month back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. Just call the guy the Punisher and you got it. I mean... Yeah, like Canon, they were making... They were cranking movies out like this. Yeah, and it's surprisingly not a Canon film. It it would be perfect with the Canon canon. Yeah. Well, uh, this is this is from what New World Pictures, which is right. like a less fun Canon production company. Well, they did a lot because, more horror. So they did like the Hellraiser movies and I think like House. Yeah, but like, like the Canon at least with like their action movies, they are over the top um, with this. Like it's not really, I mean, there might be some stuff that's over the top, but not, you know, I don't even think there is. It's just a bunch of like, they're all dead now. You know, it's just like, it's, I, I don't know. The, it doesn't cross over. It, it, it straddles the line on going into comic book territory, but holds itself back at maybe being more of a, traditional action picture yeah i think it tried to take itself more seriously because they thought the comics did and i guess maybe at this time it did take itself a little more seriously yeah even even though when it took itself um less seriously in the early 2000s garth enos he had a run of punisher comics and those storylines were used for the basis of the later punisher movies and they took themselves a little less seriously. They were a little more over the top. And I thought they were great. I loved reading those. Those are like like the only Punisher comics I actually own and, and, and read. You know, whereas like the other stuff, it was just so, uh, just really gritty and just, I don't know, just tiresome. Like, we get it. He kills the bad guys. But it was like, it was more, I don't know if I want to say fun, because it seems kind of dark because there are people being murdered. But... At the same time, they are murderers, you know, and they are bad guys. It's not like he's, like, shooting candy stripers. These are people that are the mob. Maybe they don't deserve uh, to be treated well, you know. That's that's the Punisher's job. They get in that business. They know the consequences, you know. That's right. He's called the Punisher, not, you know. The the arrester. Yeah, yeah, the tickle monster. He, you know, he, he does justice on his own terms. So yeah, I mean, when this he was an A-lister, and they already Captain America also A-lister. He had a movie coming out. So I mean, he had a movie in, they were putting in production at the time at this same time, and the Hulk was already on TV. So they weren't gonna make a movie. 
Was was the Hulk still on TV? Or he wasn't. TV? He wasn't on. I mean, he had been off TV. I I don't know if they had done Death of Incredible Hulk yet, but he was. They the series was over, but Bixby did some came around TV with some movies, yeah. TV movies, which you know had Thor in them and Daredevil was in one. Punisher. I mean, he was hot then. This is when you strike mm-hmm. it. So it's a logical choice. And there also was a Fantastic Four, but they made a movie just to hold on to rights that never had been released. Mm-hmm. Still hasn't been released, but you can find it. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching this, it had a real Roger Corman vibe to it. Like, I really thought, like, are you sure this was meant to be released? Well, I think... it feels almost exactly <laughs> the same as the Fantastic Four I, uh, I Corman think, movie. I think Corman had stake in New World somewhat. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, that explains the inexpensive feel to this movie. It's not as cheap as uh, that Fantastic Four movie, but it, it does have a, a a crappy quality to it, right. for lack of a better term. All right, well, let's talk about that quality with our film. Uh, we open up with a like trip through the winding sewers, and we have a very like 70s Grindhouse-style credits. I dig it. See, I felt it f- like it was like um, an episode of Quincy is what it looked like okay. the opening to me. <laughs> It look I've I've seen a lot of like like seventies exploitation pictures that have like credit sequences like that. So I, I so in trailers that look like this. So that's where I was that's where I was coming with it. But yeah, I TV shows were using that too. So yeah, you're definitely right on that. It was a seventies stylistic choice for a nineteen eighty nine film. And this this movie does kind of feel like maybe in the wrong era. It might have worked like it, there's a lot of like seventies grindhouse action qualities to it well, maybe that's because you know he came I, I believe he came around in the late 70s so maybe yeah. that's why they kind of went with yeah. that there's yeah there's like a feel to this movie that it's maybe out of place out of time but then again uh, kind of not we get a news blurb to open this up which a news like news segment that was like a big 80s thing right yeah. Like you'd have like a, a news to give you exposition on things. <laughs> I wonder if it was because of RoboCop. It, yeah, it's that's just, exactly you know. what I was thinking. But uh, it was funny though because with RoboCop it was satire. With everyone else it was just for exposition. Exposition, yeah. But then while it's a cliche and attack stuff, but it also cuts a lot of bullshit and makes you not have to spend a lot of time. Like, here it is. We're moving on. Yeah, it's kind of like what happens with uh, like some sequels, like with Star Trek Two. Like we know the characters, we can just get on with it and get the story moving. Right. It's kind of like that effect, just in a much more concentrated, you know, uh, area. Yeah, uh, we they were told, given a little background on Frank Castle and our mob boss villain sets up the Punisher a little bit. And we cut right to this mob boss leaving a courthouse. The guy then gets asked a question about the Punisher, and like a like a smart guy he is, threatens the Punisher on the news. <laughs> this guy, known for murdering people over the past five years, known for murdering mafia guys. Now, I like how the, the news never, like, refers to him as, like, a vigilante, and it always, you know refer to him as a murderer and committing murder, which I, I found interesting, which is a choice mm-hmm. that, like, in the 80s, they might not have, like, referred to it as that or just, like, taking mm-hmm. action into his own hands or something like that, but they were straight up, like, murder. Yeah, well, I mean, he is, to be fair. Yeah. 
True, but he's our hero, so you'd think, you know, maybe they'd soften well, it up a bit, but they well, don't. Well, they want to which... make a gritty movie like the gritty comic, right. so that's why. Uh, the mob boss gets home, and he has his guys scope out the house, and Punisher, of course, sneaks in the window, and a goon walks into a mirrored room, which is apparently a walk-in closet, and he busts through the vent, stabs him, then he goes through, knocks the guy off a balcony, and then hangs another dude. <laughs> what I liked about the guy that he, he stabs, he, uh, f- uh, the Punisher, he's in the ceiling, he kicks through a vent, and he's got a <laughs> knife on his boot. Yes! So he's kicking down like into the guy's face with the boots. So that was awesome. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, this is this is cool stuff here. And then the boss shows up with like champagne. He's like, Come on, you guys, party time. <laughs> the outside, you hear the gunshot, and the news. There's news people outside the house, of course, and they scramble, and then the house just blows up. Mm-hmm. The boss is dead, stabbed well, in the back. Well, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> okay, the place blows up. <laughs> the boss walks out. He's got some black soot on his face, but there's a knife in his back. The explosion wasn't enough. No. <laughs> that the knife that was the final blow. What the hell? Well, and the, yeah, the Punisher. He's in like the shadows, and they all see him. Yeah. He walks back in the house, and then the house blows up again. And also, Punisher. You should be better at hiding your identity, you know, other than standing in the doorway in front of all of the media in town. <laughs> he should be—he like, should be able to see all those people very clear. Like I know he's surrounded by smoke, but come on, Punisher, you should like, be able to know they're it's there. It's like you want to be like, "Hey guys, news. Just want to let you know, I did this." Yeah, no crap. Got a good look. All right, I'll see you later, folks. I'm the Punisher. Bye. We get back to more sewer running shots, and we get this like this monotone monologue with Dolph Lundgren. Yes. <laughs> this, uh, this is, and he sits naked meditating. So it's like, ooh, Dolph ass. <laughs> yeah. There, if there's one place you want to be naked, it's the sewers. Right. We get flashbacks to his family's murder, which was a car bomb, and yeah. this is it. I mean, like we. There you go. We don't need to spend like a half hour building yeah. this up. It's it's there. We can get it. We it's good that that, that they, they they sped it up, but uh, at the same time they took some other liberties. I didn't really like 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 in this version. Uh, the Punisher is they, they said during that first news report they said it was a cop, right? Or I think that... so, or they they talk about Frank Castle. They don't talk. I mean, they don't know who the Punisher is, but they talk about. Okay. Frank well, yeah, that's being what, that's dead. what I mean. Yeah. Frank Castle, yeah, being uh, a, a former police officer and his family got blown up. I was like, I didn't like that. Like in the in the comics, uh, the Punisher. Uh, originally, he was a Vietnam vet. Eventually, it got changed. It got updated to he was like a special forces operative, or you know, he had he was a he was from the military, so he knew all these crazy techniques to you know blow people up. Whereas in this, he's just like. He used to be a cop, and that just doesn't have the same amount of teeth for me. I mean, I understand like he has like a, a vendetta, but it seems like he has only a little more training than Charles uh, Bronson in, in Death Wish. Well, you know, maybe at this time, do you think they were trying to be different? Because like so many guys were like Vietnam vet goes on action spree that 
Oh, maybe, but that's the character. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know why they would, like, choose to take that liberty. Like, they took other liberties with it, too. Like, the Punisher doesn't wear a skull on his chest instead. Because like... they said it was too comic booky, and that's why they well... didn't use it. Although, on my Blu-ray cover, they have it, like, they photoshopped it onto, like, his uh his jacket. Yeah. Like, on the side. It's pretty funny. Well, well what do you think is more cost-effective for a guy that lives in the sewer? To have knives specially made with a metal skull on the handle, or just a shirt that has a skull on it? What do you think? Yeah, of all the likely? of all the like comic book costumes, the Punisher would be like the least like hokey looking. I could make it. I could make one right now, and it would look fine. I'm sure I got. I know I got a black shirt in my house somewhere. I I'll just take some white paint and just do it. I just and it would look fine. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We then go back to the scene of the crime with uh, Louis Gossett Jr. as Jake Berkowitz on the scene. I wrote his name down as Detective Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah, I have him as Lou. <laughs> I refuse to learn the character's yes. name. <laughs> and the news uh, gives exposition of his Punisher task force he has. The mayor, some guy has the mayor come give a message for Lou. says, Frank Castle is dead. Like, you know, stop chasing that lead mm, yeah. and then a woman sam leary introduces herself and wants to be a partner and she goes i worked with you once five years ago the moretti heroin bus it was my first assignment plain clothes i was the hooker oh right <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure lewis gossett jr was like well you gotta you gotta be more specific i've with a lot of hookers. So it ends not. up, well, it ends up making sense because there was a, a prologue sequence that was shot and cut from mm. the film that included Frank Castle in his cop days with Louis Gossett Jr. and her as a hooker in a sting operation uh, when they caught the mob boss that was just killed at the beginning. Uh, and I bet that stuff with like his family getting blown up, that was probably supposed to be part of that prologue as well yeah so they they cut that the the there and there's like a lot of the promotional photos featured her in the hooker outfit (laughs) so when people watched the movie they thought like what the hell but that's that's what that hooker thing because i thought it was so i was like that's weird remember me i was the hooker that would have actually helped like develop her character quite a bit because as it is now she's not in the movie that much like it almost feels like she doesn't even need to be in this thing. Like if it, if it was just like Lewis Gossett Jr. by himself as the police officer, I think it would have worked just as well, maybe yeah. even better. Well, he tells her, "I work with the best. Anything else is a waste of my time." She says she's the most qualified. She catches his attention though when she says that she believes Frank Castle is the Punisher, and Lou's like, "Oh, <gasps> I see you on Monday." <laughs> we go to the airport. Mr. Franco arrives, the the mob boss to end all mob bosses, and the media's all over him. He says there is no Punisher. The media made it up. And staking out Franco is Louis Gossett Jr. And Franco then has a little couple words with him and then goes to have lunch with his son and some dude that I guess is part of his crime family. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, uh, Franco wants to get rid of all the families, no more wars, He's got some deal of like 600 kilos of $500 million worth of drugs coming in. And all the families need to come together to do this deal. 
First we consolidate, and then we obliterate. What I liked about uh, Franco showing up at the airport was uh, all the media taking pictures of him, you know, and asking, interviewing him. And I thought, wait, do you people know that he runs, like, the mob? Like, if this is known, why, why isn't he in jail? I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah. He's Excuse me, Mr. Criminal, Mr. Criminal, can I get a word with you, please? And why is he all about the press and not trying to run like hell from them? <laughs> yeah, no crap. You think he'd want to keep a low profile? In Punisherville, you know? the mob are celebrities. Yeah. yeah, there'd be a target, like, you know, quite literally on this guy's head. Like, you'd think he'd get there and be like, how the hell was all the media here, assholes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, who tipped him off? It's not like, like he he flew. He didn't fly commercially, right? So I don't uh, I don't know I don't know how, the, how they got a hold of this information. We then go to a bar and some drunkard actor is like begging for money for a drink, and he tells this guy he's gonna buy him a drink. He's a thespian, and this guy's like, "What the hell's a thespian? An actor, sir." Oh sure. Comedy. Comedy. Uh, bartender has him thrown out. While he's outside in the street, a remote control semi truck brings him a bottle of booze, and then he follows follows it to an alley, and it's the Punisher. And Punisher wants to know what the where the dope is coming in, and he tells him all the families are working together under Johnny Franco. Yeah, he knows that. Well, the the drunk knows that the shipment will be at Pier Thirty. He got this information from his contacts. What kind of drunk has contacts? I don't understand that. Right. And and also, like, who the hell is, like, like leaking all this information to this guy? Because this guy seems to have his pulse on all of the crime in the city. Right. And yet all he does is drink. He, you know, he never... He, he doesn't do any, you know, work to uh, affiliate with any of the criminals in town to be like a snitch, like at least like with, um, with Huggy Bear on Starsky and Hutch, he was a pimp. So he had, you know, his, his, you know, his, uh, he, he was close to the, he was close to the streets or, or whatever to, you know, where, where things were happening. This is a guy that gets drunk in a bar. At the docks, these two guys who are, I guess, obviously from different mob families get a fight over a walkie talkie. And they talk to a watchout guy, and he gets stabbed with a sword, which is great because he's just—he's <laughs> just literally just sitting in his car, and then a sword comes flying right. through the like, window. Right you're like, now. "Is that a fucking sword?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did he not see a sword <laughs> flying through the air? At him? <laughs> he makes no reaction to get out of the way. He's just gonna look. It's not even like he looks up. He's looking forward the entire time. <laughs> And it's not like like Frank jumps on the the car and does it. It's like a a, a sword is seemingly out of nowhere. Yes, <laughs> just shoots through his chest. And like one of the last things I expected to see was like a sword. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This guy, the Punisher, a guy known and- for using guns and explosives, just, just a a sword. And if by he's itself. taking a sword with him. He took it to throw it? Did he throw it like a javelin? Like, does, he, does he have like a like a sword cannon? How the what the hell happened? 
And how did the guy not see it <laughs> firing at his chest? The next kill isn't so interesting. A guy gets, he gets shot down. And a random boat's coming around. And it's the guys with the drugs because they're, what, French? Is that what? Sure. Oui, oui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get attacked by scuba ninjas. <laughs> yep, they sure do. <laughs> I'm just like, what? It's like, wait a minute, you've got your daredevil in my Punisher movie. Right. And the Punisher sits watching uh, the dock with a crossbow, and the boat arrives, and the scuba ninjas, like, attack and obliterate the mob guys. This gunfight ensues, and a scuba guy is up on a roof and shoots at a Punisher, and then the Punisher kills him. And then he, the Punisher shoots a guy with a crossbow, and it's got, like, a rope on it, and he zip lines down. <laughs> and he's just, like, firing machine gun everywhere. And then when he gets down, he pulls out a shotgun, and he's just, like, finishing guys off. He, he chases a van and, like, stabs a driver, and the van goes in the water. And then the Punisher gets... Huh? turns into a video game. Like, yes. moves kill it. Yes. And, uh... Then the Punisher gets hit with a knife and falls in the water, and like the scuba ninjas shoot him up, and shoot up the water. And I gotta say, this was this whole series of events was awesome. I, I dug it. Yeah. I, I was like, between like the opening of that so guy's awesome. house, <laughs> the the guy the the mob boss house scene mm-hmm. where he like stealthily killed everybody and blew up the house, and then this, I was like, man, this ain't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's moving. This is picking up. I was like, this movie, I, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm good with this. I, you know, this movie, I've seen it before a couple of times. I was mm-hmm. like, man, okay, I'm down with this. <laughs> I had to see Dolph Lundgren's sweaty ass. Yes, but, at, at but it this, was worth it. at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm with this movie. Mm-hmm. Give me, tra- like, you know, I'm munching my popcorn. I'm like, okay, yes, people getting shot, fuck up. Oh, cool. That's it's create. It's kind of creative. And it's intense. It's like well directed, well thought out. This the the doc scene is just well executed, as yeah. as good as anything you're seeing in the '80s with an action movie. And I'm like, wow. But yeah. I thought, yeah, that that's where my... it's gonna end. Uh, no, you're right. Bit. Yeah. Because I was I, like, when sh- I first saw the the first scene where the Punisher is attack, like breaking into that the mob boss's house and killing those guys, with the exception of the. The knife boot. All of the kills are kind of like, well, whatever. Whereas this is actually creative and it moves. And you're right. It's like the really editing's is... really well mm-hmm. done. The the angles they got are good. The just the constant firing shot. The trajectory. It's just yeah. It's it's it works really well. It's a great sequence in here. They must have had um, just like a shitload of footage to use or a different editor for this scene. Or it was the first day of shooting and everybody was really excited. Yeah. And then they yeah. then they got tired or something. But yeah. And then the audience gets tired too. Yes. Because uh, then every – this movie has a pattern. It's Punisher does something, next day Lou Gossett checking out the aftermath. Like – and it's almost immediately. Immediately. It's like every scene in this movie for the first hour is Punisher that. Punisher does something. Lewis Gossett Jr. is like, man, that Punisher. Yeah. And so he's checking out the scene with Sam the next day while the Punisher returns the sewers. He's got that wound. He cauterizes his wound, and his scream is heard throughout the sewers of America. We, we zoom out through the sewers instead of zooming into the sewers. Yes. Franco 
meanwhile, learns of an Asian boss, Tanaka, the female head of the Yakuza. Yeah, they yeah she shows up at Franco's boardroom yeah. or something. Boardroom meeting, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, which it must have been converted from a former supervillain layer. <laughs> yeah, that door? Like what? Yeah, it's it's a circular door, but the doors <laughs> like they like they crisscross over each other. And I was like, wait a minute, why the? F- no, it's like no a portal. Movie. Like what? It's like you expect like Doctor Evil to turn around and just like welcome to my lair. You know, it doesn't. Meanwhile, on the spaceship Franco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's gonna whip out his tricorder and check out the vital signs on uh, Miss Tanaka to make sure that she's actually a human being. Yeah, yeah. She offers him a partnership and a seventy-five twenty-five split. And the guy from the DeLeo family gets all pissed off, and she grabs and twists his arm, and she's saying steps are being taken to ensure they take the deal. Meanwhile, in the sewer, the Punisher's listening in with his giant-ass speaker that's headed. Yeah. How did he bug uh It was like he, like, he, like, like ripped a speaker from, like, one of, like, from, like, a car stereo. Like, this. Yeah, it is. It's just, like, the stereo was just, like, sitting on the wall next to him <laughs> as he's healing from his, uh, from his wound. And again, how did he bug this place? We never see how. It's just, he did it. Somehow, yeah, that's we, kind of what happens with the Punisher in this movie. He needs something done, so it happens. Right. It, there's not really an explanation. He's a man of action. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't have time to show you how I did it. Just tell. Just trust me. I did it. I'm the Punisher. Whoa. And also, why doesn't he record this stuff and take it to the police? <laughs> how about some backup, you dumbass. Speaking of the police, we go to the police station. And Sam is on a computer looking up Punisher stuff, and Luke, you can tell this is 1989 because Luke Austin Jr. goes up and is like, Now what do you think you're going to do with that? Play Miss Pac-Man or something? Like, And the way he delivers <laughs> the line, he thinks he's so damn clever yeah. about it, too. Like, just oh, look over like, okay, Dad. Yeah, and he, he swears by his little board, and he goes, I put red pins in it. Great. <laughs> and he's got a collection of knives and shell casings from the Punisher crime scenes. Also, it seemed, uh, why does he just keep them in his desk? Shouldn't that be, like, with the rest of the evidence? Well, it's Punisher Task Force evidence locker room, I guess. Which is just his desk drawer, apparently. <laughs> we... We shift to some girls at school, and they get nabbed. Uh, a woman watching two kids get sh- shot, and uh, Franco's kid gets abducted. The Yakuza is stealing children. Our uh, drunk actor, is his name Shake or something like that? Sure. Okay. I don't know. I, 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 I think I've just been so burned by movies not telling me what the names of actors or the, the characters are. I just write down wh- whatever the hell I want now. So he's just known as drunk to me. Drunk. I, I have him down as drunk actor. Uh, <laughs> he's searching the sewers for the Punisher, and uh, he tries to give the news to the Punisher about the Yakuza stuff, but Punisher already knows what's up. And then he mentions kids being captured and being sold in a slave trade, and Punisher doesn't seem to care. But the actress says, you must do something. And <laughs> I don't think the Punisher really gives a crap about moral lessons from a 
freaking drunk. From a drunk. Uh, Franco, the mob boss, tells the other guys the backstory in the Yakuza woman, Tanaka, that basically she slit her brother's throat for the position. And he refuses to meet with the Yakuza to, you know, negotiate getting children back. And two Yakuza, we follow two Yakuza taking a elevator and put a key in for a secret stop, which opens a f- secret floor, uh, which is a ninja training facility. <laughs> yeah, where, it's like, the, like they, yeah, they walk into a Bruce Lee movie by accident somehow. Yeah. And we're treated to Tanaka playing piano there. The kids are there in a cage, and they're all in discussion about why they're there. And they all know their dads are, you know, a hole gangsters. And they're cool with it. And they're cool with it. Tanaka tells them, comes, she comes in to tell them to go home soon, and she takes this girl. But Franco's kid, Tommy, pushes her down, and they decide, okay, we're taking you too. To where? I don't know. It ends up being just another cage. I don't... Yeah, a different cage. Just not with the rest of the kids. Huh, we took you away from the kids that were picking on you. Take that. <sighs> Perfect. Uh, next, we, we wind up at a secret casino club. Our second episode this year with Secret Casino. Mm. Uh, you just know... You just... Looking at it, you know this place is going to get shot up, right? We see this and we're like, okay, all this shit's going to get blown up and, like, shot and, you know, yeah. right? You're just looking at the scene going, yeah. And then immediately after you get that thought, the Punisher drops through the roof, through the skylight, and just kills the guy with a knife. Every day the children of God is going to cost you money. Shoots the fucking place in the like the laziest action scene, maybe of the eighties. It's boring. Like all this yeah. shit's blowing up, getting shot, just being he's destroyed. Not even, he's not even shooting at people. He's just like shooting at slot machines yeah. and the bar. He's just standing on a table, <laughs> shooting in a circle. And absolutely no one tries to stop him. I know he has a, an enormous gun, but still, there's gotta be several people in there that have weapons. There's no way. And I am assuming illegal casino. There wouldn't be people with guns there. Yeah. Well, the Yakuza own it, so it's yeah. one of their places. It's like a. It's. It's so it, lazy. If if it wasn't so boring, it would be a parody. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's... Like he even he even talks like when Weird Al was in UHF and he acted like Rambo. Yes. He even talks like that in this scene. I don't mean like his direct lines or anything like that but like it sounds his voice sounds exactly the same yeah this isn't one of Dolph's I mean Dolph's not a master thespian but he was some of his movies have been pretty solid in like he got better this was not one of his strong ones maybe it takes a certain director to get him but he's well this is actually this is his this is not his follow up to Masters of the Universe this is follow he did Red Scorpion the year before this but that's not another good... He would be good. The next year, he does Dark Angel, a.k.a. I Come in Peace, which is my favorite Dolph Lundgren movie of all time, and he's pretty good in that. So he starts to, to pick it up after I, The Punisher. But he's he's just... He's better than Masters of the Universe here. But I love that you have so a much. favorite Dolph Lundgren movie. Oh, man. I don't mind. I, I, like, I like a good chunk of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I Come in Peace is fantastic. So again, like you said, The Punisher punishes and then immediately lieutenant lou gossett jr shows up right he's the next day here we go he visits the crime sam finds a tattoo on a guy like ripping his shirt off like 
Let's look at this. Sam finds out the kids have been snatched, but the Punisher's the prime suspect for the kid snatching. According to this criminal. Yeah, and Lou says, they're wrong. I've got two reasons for saying that, and shows a picture of Frank Castle's kids that he keeps on himself. Yeah, that's um odd. Yeah. Why would he keep a p- picture of his friend's dead children? A drunk actor, meanwhile, takes Punisher to where he believes the kids are, and it's this carnival yeah. midway place. Uh, again, according to his contacts. Yes. We never see... And have no idea who they could be or how he gets access to them. My contact, uh, Admiral Nelson, told me. <laughs> I mean, do like the Yakuza guys go to the same liquor store as him? I, I don't understand how he gets this information. Right. And they get in this like big arena place, and then the ninjas attacked. And it's not that, like, it's got a cool setting to it, but the fight's mm-hmm. not that interesting. It it really isn't. They they quickly surround the Punisher and just yeah, it him. becomes overwhelming. I mean, there's so much they could have done here, like the docs. Like I'm saying, like they, the people who made the doc sequence made this, and yeah. they, it looked like they had a more playful area too, and it just yeah, it's well, just well, standard. Although in this scene, they do have the fun slides. Yes, with the, with the right, right, with, with, where there's just um, like row after row of ninjas coming down like those big slides that you get like um, like a like a sack and you ride down the slides. Yes, and they're, they're shooting doing. and they're shooting as yes. they do it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That is yeah. I'll go, okay, I'll give it that. That was fun, but then like nothing like none of the editing or the the shooting or the. The choreography is, uh, is it's pretty it's pretty bland. That's it's, this is where I wrote down is this Roger Corman's Punisher. It yeah. really feels like it in this scene. Yeah, there's no personality yeah. to it at all. Uh, I think like Frank tries to get away, like he rides around on his motorcycle. And if you like motorcycles, some good news: almost every time you see the Punisher, he's on a motorcycle. Up to this point, this is the last time I think he's on the motorcycle. And it's the like, sewers too. Yes, he run. Yeah, he rides through the sewers on a uh, through the driest sewers ever on a motorcycle. Right, there should be just waves of just like feces I can't flying remember. up in the air. Wasn't there one time where like they showed him get up, he got on his motorcycle, and he like drives, and then like nothing happens, and they he cut back, and he's like just back in the sewer hanging out. Yes, it absolutely happened. Nothing, nothing is what happens. <laughs> After the Punisher's beaten unconscious, the, the white woman that was by the piano uh, when Tanaka was playing, like, takes her ninja mask off. And I guess that's supposed to be a big deal. Like, yeah, like, I don't I, understand what it was with this one. Like, she had earrings that were, like, deadly, but there was no personality. She was just there. And they, like, tried to make a big deal of her all the time. Like, I didn't realize who it was Like she was, took that mask off. She was, like... Tanaka's like Sagat to her and Bison like it was, yeah. it, but there was nothing well, like, there when she took her mask off I thought what is that like Frank's like wife what's the shock here I don't, I don't understand who this right. person like surprise it's the the people you thought it was <laughs> yeah so I guess I, I was more surprised that it was a white woman right I, th- I thought it was going to be an Asian woman I thought it was going to be the head of uh I thought it was going to be a Tatank, uh, not Tatanka. Tanaka. Tana- yeah, what else? Yeah, yes. I-, I thought it was going to be her. And then it was just like, it's a white woman. Like, 
could she not be here for that day of shooting? Why? <laughs> who are you? Well, Tanaka does show up. The Punisher awakens. He's bound to a table. And Tanaka says that she cost the Yakuza $2 million for shooting up the casino. And she has a torture machine that she's going to stretch him It's like a on. motorized uh, torture rack. She's trying to ask answers out of him for stuff, but he just keeps giving snarky remarks, mm-hmm. refusing to answer, like, who sent you? Who sent you? Batman. <sighs> yeah, weak. Real weak. Yeah. And drunk actor, we find out, is also on a torture table. And they begin stretching him. But during that, the Punisher finds a loose nut on his uh, shackle and begins to undo it. And then he gets a hand free, calls the guy over, takes a gun, and kills the guys. And then tortures another guy on a table for the info on where the kids are. And then the... uh... (laughs) And then the cops... Finally look for Frank in the sewers. Yes. Because they mentioned this a lot earlier in the movie that, like, all right, these are the other places that Frank has been known to kill people or whatever. And I can't seem to find his location. And then um, the the lady cop, uh, she says, what if we look under the street? And, of course, it's a revelation to Louis Gossett Jr. Oh, you meant these sewers. (laughs) Yeah. But this was like, oh man, it was like a half hour ago when it was mentioned. Like, why are they yeah. just now looking in the sewers? Right. Did they just finally get permission? But this this gives us an opportunity to get some more background on Lou and Frank Castle and like what it's all about. But he had a says he had a bout with alcoholism, and Frank Castle came in and helped him get his act together. And You're basically, like- that's what you expected. He probably just, like, broke into Lou Gossett Jr.'s home and just, like, shot all the bottles of alcohol and said, I'll do it again the next time you buy more. <laughs> That's how he solved his problems, by shooting them. So now the, the mob guys are having dinner at a restaurant, and, you know, it looks like they're going to make an exchange for the return of their children. Tanaka shows up. She says that Franco not showing up there is a wise decision, and restaurant patrons get up and shoot up their, like, bodyguards. And a white girl stakes her earrings in one of the guy. The the, the white the, the oh the big revelation white girl. Tanaka then takes a her a glass and makes this high pitched sound on it, and it acts like a poison. These guys drank. I don't know if it activated anything or if it was just like she just thought it was sinister, so yeah. that's why she did it. I mean, they got. I mean, either way, they're poisoned and they're, and they're dying. But that poli- that. DeLeo guy didn't drink because he was on medication. So instead, Tanaka shoots him in the mouth. And she goes, Since you have refused the drink, please accept the chaser. Since you. And meanwhile, the guys in the writer's room high five each other all around. We did it, boys. We sure did it. Punisher then gets a school, like, or gets a metro bus. Yeah, at first I was confused, like, why is the Punisher stealing a bus? What an odd thing for him to do. Right. And there's a drunk guy, yeah, they lets off. And in modern times, this would have been Stan Lee's cameo. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This is where he's only a uh, creative consultant, I think. Yeah. Exec- executive consultant on this movie. So he takes the bus to this generic warehouse facility place, kills some Asian guards. 
the Yakuza guards to get to the kids. He, he immediately gets to them. He says, I'm here to take, <laughs> you know, I'm here to take you home and then gets them all on the bus. But the kids mention the two kids that, are, that aren't with them. And the Punisher goes back for them and he finds Franco's kid immediately. Like, he just, like, immediately finds these kids. He's got some kind of, well, you know, again, the Punisher needs something so he gets it. Mm hmm. And then it's the same the whole way through. He finds when he finds Franco's kid, some cheap like Casio keyboard music starts playing. And you notice that like the music got like really like what? <laughs> As the movie goes on, the yeah. budget went down. <laughs> right. And he finds Kathy, and immediately after that, the goons jump out and attack Punisher. And Tommy comes and pushes one of them away to help let the Punisher go. And he gets to the bus, and the kids are like, where's Tommy? And he's like, uh, they got him. I'll, I'll get him back. <laughs> yes, that's right. Like, I'm just one man. Yeah. I'll get to it, all right? So we get a big, we get this bus chase, which isn't that interesting. There was one there's part. Some, there's some cool parts, but. Yeah, like they shoot out the the right or depends how you look on it. the the part that isn't the driver's side of uh, the bus uh fr- the, the front windshield they shoot that out and a guy like jumps through yeah, it yeah yeah that was pretty awesome that was cool that was cool but then like the punisher like opens the door and just kicks the guy out the door yeah <laughs> the end of him yeah he got done away with really fast he was like no trouble he like he got on there and was like off right away <laughs> yeah like well that crisis was averted they uh, it ends with a police blockade and the Punisher lets the kids off the bus and surrenders. Uh, Lou visits him in a jail cell, to which the Punisher tells him Frank is dead, and they get in a fight about stuff. And the Punisher has a bad dream in his prison cell. And I love the way you say that too. It's just like, and then this happens, and yeah, this happens because that's the way you feel when you right. watch it. Like, all right, blah blah blah. blah. Because it's just so weird for the Punisher to be arrested by the police. It's like, it's yeah. just off. It just, I don't know. It, yeah. It's a bad choice. Yeah, Frank Castle is facing 125 first-degree murder charges. And Franco, the mob boss, watches the news. His son's still out there. And they're beginning to transport Frank Castle to, I don't know, maximum security prison. <laughs> Somewhere Something. else. And he's, they talk about him already getting the death penalty. I'm like, he has to be tried first, yo. <laughs> yeah. This is this is the Punisher, not Judge Dredd, all right? Yeah. Sam's in the back and tells Punisher that uh, Lou Gossett Jr. has resigned from the force after the a, altercation. Remember that, because I'll bring it up later, and it's important. Uh, it tells, he tells Sam to call him, and then the transport vehicle gets ambushed, and the Punisher's abducted. Yeah, he just... and guess what? He wakes up at Franco's. Franco uh, uh, apologizes for what he did to Frank Castle's family. He's like, "Yo, I, I killed your family. I'm sorry." You know? Yeah. If I had known, who? Yeah. There's egg on my face, Frank. <laughs> anyway, he says he will give or do anything Castle wishes if he saves his son. Puncher tells him, "Fuck you," but then Franco reveals that he has Lou Gossett Jr. and his Oscar, a life <laughs> for a life. And Punisher says, okay, I'll do it. He goes, when this is over, you're dead. Which is, you know, a lot of 80s action movies. Yes. Pull that. Yeah, Franco seems to accept those terms. He's like, all right, fine. 
The as long Pun- as Tommy's fine. So, the ultimate team of the Punisher, Franco, and drunk actor gear up <laughs> to go rescue Tommy. Yes. And I felt like, are we supposed to be cheering for like, these guys? Like, like, why isn't the Punisher's going alone? Yeah, exactly. You'll just slow me down, mob boss wearing a denim jacket. Yes! That ch- like, that was the outfit you chose to go do this. Like, It's like, well, I better dress like a badass. Let me yeah. Why do you need enorm- the jacket? Why? <laughs> I better pick the most enormous denim jacket ever made and pop the six-inch collar around it. No, no, I want the stonewash one. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, can I have it baggier? Like that. More pockets. There's going to be red lighting soon, and that thing still shines through. <laughs> uh, the drunk actor, though, luckily, he's downstairs, and he's in charge of detonating explosives. And I'll say this. You got one job. <laughs> literally. it's Literally, he's got one job. You got one job. And also... Do you want a drunk in charge of explosives? I don't know. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Uh, He's supposed to set these explosives off at certain times. Why doesn't Frank just set a timer instead of trusting a man, a known drunk, to hit these things at the right time? Yeah. Well, Well, who else does he got, I guess? Because Lou is at Franco's house, and he tells uh, one of the goons, hey, I, I got to piss, and uh, and convinces the guy to undo his handcuffs, knocks him out, takes a gun, and then comes one of my favorite characters in the movie, the, the mob guy who's like, hey, man, I got the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and who just, like, knocks him over and shit, and then he picks up a slice and eats it. Yeah. Like why? Why? So in like, this I, movie, I, I, I was in, actually cheering when that happens. In this movie, we have a scene where bad shit happens, and a guy enters the room going, "Hey guys, I got the champagne." And also a scene <laughs> where guys get knocked out, and "Hey guys, I got the pizza." Like, <laughs> yeah, this is a bad movie to be delivering edible <laughs> items. Yeah. If you're the guy who is in charge of picking up something and bringing it back. Uh, Don't go in. Yeah, mob catering. You're going to die <laughs> yeah. real fast. I, I I laughed pretty good, but he's like, Hey, man, I got the pizza. Oh! Oh! <laughs> like, <it> mean- <laughs> That's going to be an extra surprise to him. Like, I thought we were going to eat pizza. Now I'm dead. <laughs> so the rescue begins stealth-like. You know, knocking out guards, taking keys, planting explosives, and they get the key to take the elevator to the secret ninja floor. Castle and Franco have a, dis- a discussion, and Franco tells him, you know, there's a limit to revenge. Punisher says, guess I haven't reached mine yet. <laughs> and uh, Drunkard uh, drops the detonator in the sewer drain. Uh, the elevator opens. Punisher and Franco gun down all the ninja trainees. Like, oh, oh shit, we're in for, oh. They just gun them yeah. down. There's there's zero challenge at all. Yeah, it's just like, Murder! Two huge machine guns versus a room full of guys with swords. It's it's done like in ten seconds. Yeah, uh, drunk manages to to detonate the first explosive. Like he gets something that he can reach down in there and hit the button. Yeah, that, that one kills the power, and we get like this red lighting. Mm-hmm. 
And different fights occur with the Punisher, like, slickly killing guys. Like, you just, oh, this guy. And... Yeah, you're right. It's like, he kills guys, but so what? Yeah, and he gets into a martial arts weapons fight with in a room with two guys. And again, so what? So what? And then the drunk, for the next button on the detonator, shoots it. Instead of just using the what the the knife that he used before to detonate, because there's two buttons yeah. on this thing, he hit the right one the first time. The second one is to blow up uh, the elevator that goes up to the Yakuza ninja floor. Right. So so instead of using the knife, he shoots it or the wrong tool for the wrong job. Yeah, and we find out that he was in the sewer. I thought they were in, like, the parking garage or, like, something below, but they were in the mm-hmm. sewer. Yeah. And the, the drunk leaves and <laughs> conveniently bumps into Lou, arriving <laughs> on the scene. Yeah. How does Lou know about this? What, what's going on? Be, well, I mean, I guess he could... Well, does he know where the Yakuza are? He's not a cop anymore. Hey, if the How mob boss or the mob is known in the media and the press and everything, I guess the Yakuza would, you know, be pretty public too. I, I suppose. Yes. Tonight the Yakuza are back in town. <laughs> what do they have in store for us the next couple of weeks? <laughs> Tune in at eleven. Uh, inside, back inside, Franco takes a bullet. He sees his son, and downstairs, Lou's trying to get an elevator hot wired. Yeah, the, yeah, he goes up and says, like, how long is it going to take to repair this? And the guy's like, I don't know, ten minutes. Uh, one thing you don't want to do is, like, piss off a cop. He's like, five minutes. And go, First of all, you're not a cop anymore. Yeah. Like, Shut up. Secondly, the elevator was blown up. <laughs> but no amount of rewiring is going to fix a blown up right, elevator. Right, That would have blown up, like, the actual, you know, I don't know, part of the elevator that actually takes you up to different floors it's destroyed and also why not just take the stairs yes if you're in such a damn hurry franco confronts tanaka and she is in full geisha attire like and makeup like what why what why (laughs) her battle outfit like did she know they were cut like what did they interrupt like i were they practicing, like, a kabuki theater yeah. scene? What what the hell happened? Oh, man. They were they're apparently going to... Maybe they were going to rebuild the casino as a uh, dinner theater. Or, I, I perhaps it would, it would be, it would be a, a, a no theater, perhaps. Is what right, they right. <laughs> uh, Castle then gets into a fight with the, uh, the white girl that's so important. And he ends up just snapping her neck. Yep. She tries to, like, all her little gadgety, like, knife things and sharp objects on her fail. She has, like, yeah. her earrings. And then her, like, foot has a, uh, has a like, knife in the boot, like a specter agent. And then she's got, like, mm-hmm. sharp things that poke out everywhere. All of it fails, and she gets her neck snapped. Yeah, apparently years of ninja training are nothing compared to police training. Yeah. And then Tanaka asks Franco to shoot himself in exchange for his son's life. And she's like, how will I know that you'll, you won't kill him? She's like, you won't. And when, a- I, when I saw this, I thought, are we supposed to feel sympathy? This guy is one of the people responsible, or at least is involved with the organization, that is responsible for killing Frank's family. Am I supposed to feel bad that this guy is, 
might have to kill himself so his son lives. Like, I don't fucking care. Right. Like, I wish he would. Save Frank the time. This is true. Uh, but the Punisher breaks in and throws a knife into Tanaka's head in a way that's, like, so matter-of-fact. Or just, like, <laughs> also ran. It's like, oh, there's a Punisher. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, I'm here. She's dead. All right, let's go. Yeah. And Franco, he sends his son away. And he thanks Castle for wiping away the competition. Oh, that son of a bitch. And he <laughs> says he's going to kill the Punisher. And his, his, then his son walks in. And the Punisher knocks the gun out of Franco's hands. And they struggle. And then Castle apparently manages to reach the gun in under his vest and shoot him. And Franco's dead. Yeah, he, he does that move where he just stands up. And he reaches underneath his enormous denim jacket. Yeah. Pulls out, pulls out his hand. Like, there's blood on my hand. Like, he just realized it. Yeah. Like, we, like you, if, you, if you've been shot, you fucking know you've been shot. Yeah. Like, I just want to make sure this it wasn't an itch or something that showed up at the same time. I, oh, it's a blood. really nasty cramp, maybe. And, you know, it's that, that cliche of, like, two guys struggling. You hear a gunshot. It's like... No, the hero's not dead. We know he's not dead. Like, yeah, we know he's not dead. He's not dead. So the Fra- elevator, the elevator gets starts working. Yeah, but and and, and Lewis Gossett Jr. tells the the uh, the SWAT team, "All right, let's go." Like, you don't have to listen to him. But yeah, yeah, he's not in charge of anyone anymore. How is he allowed he past can, the yellow tape? The only thing he can order is a sandwich. All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't have to listen. And to we him are all. not at Blimpy. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, Tommy picks up the gun and he points it at uh, Castle, at the Punisher, and he says, "The Punisher ends up telling him, okay, shoot me, do it.' And he can't do it. Uh, he says, yeah, says yeah, Fra- yeah, Frank says, "Grow up to be a good man." If not, I'll be waiting. And then Lou comes in, and he sees a blood trail of Frank's, and he follows it all the way up to the roof, and he screams, Frank! And then we get a reused shot of the sewers tracking to Dolph's nude meditation with another monotone monologue that ends in, The guilty will be punished. And then, to everyone's relief, the Punisher is over. Yeah, it's over, and, uh... Will not see a sequel, even though they at a at one of those marketing things they did announce they were going to do one without really? without Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, Dolph didn't want to come back, but they they announced that oh, Punisher Two is going to we're going to put that in production, and it never did, never happened because this movie didn't do too bad overseas, mm-hmm. I think, but that did not did not happen. And yeah, that was our first Punisher. Was no, this wasn't Marvel's first theatrical release. That was Howard the Duck. <laughs> you're right it was but superhero wise yes and yeah that's that was that was the punisher and did did uh how fake uh, i i watched this on blu-ray how fake did dolph's quote-unquote beard look yes it was painted on it absolutely was it was like it, it looked like he looked like he was dead like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like they, they really like uh painted like his cheeks in to like make them look sunken in, 
And like, like he had like huge bags under his eyes. Right, he I mean, looked that like makes some kind of sense because he's tired. He looked I, like I, if I he say. went to bed, he'd wake up a zombie. Like if he's in a zombie movie, he'd be like, yeah. don't, don't, don't fucking let that guy be around anymore. Shoot him. Just put him out now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had to make him look more intense and more gritty. I guess. But maybe, maybe like on the VHS era, like that, you couldn't tell. I can't remember from watching it on VHS, but I don't know. But yeah, it was his you know beard it was only slightly lighter than um like the fake beard that hulk hogan would have when he was the bad guy yeah you know <laughs> like it was like that right. it was that kind of stuff on his face yeah now it's time for us to rate the movie uh each week at call Seminole cavalcade we will give our esteemed rating for the film which goes as follows stay with your family you uh were punished enough watching this and do not need any more uh converted which means you are uh thinking about joining uh lou gossett's punisher task force you were solid enough on the film and drink of the kool-aid which means you are thinking about starting some nude meditation down in the sewers so cullen how do you rate the Punisher. I uh, I stay with my family on this one. There was some comic book movies that aren't good. You know, they're 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 dumpster fires, and you can't believe they got made. Um, this is not so much. I can't believe it got made. I can't believe it got released. It's um, it's boring, man. It's surprising that with someone that's murdering so many people that it's boring, but it is. And the uh, I don't like the liberties they took with the Punisher. Some of the characters, like the 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 uh, the, the lady cop that worked with Lou Gossett Jr. Like after um, uh, the Punisher is taken by the uh, the mafia, uh, you never see her again, and she's not mentioned at all. It's like she wasn't even in the movie. It's so strange for this character that is supposed to be a major thing but she isn't and, and there's just kind of a lot of a lot of stuff like that there's supposed to be major stuff going on but there isn't that's the punisher How, what would you rate it brandon coming into this before watching it i would probably going to be converted but after after watching it I, i'm going to have to say i'm i'm at the front door but i'm turning around and i'm you know i'm going to unpack my bags and stay with my family I don't think this movie is as bad as its reputation suggests. I think it's it falls in line with like you know just also ran '80s action trash. It's not like horribly offensive. It's just kind of boring. I think it starts out on fire though. I'm like I was like oh crap. I don't remember liking this movie this much. And then uh, then it kept going. I was like uh, that's why because it just it loses its steam. It loses its you know sense of like being something special or going balls out it just sort of it you know it almost feels like someone else made the first 15 20 minutes of this movie than the rest of it because the action in that that doc scene was awesome that's like all-timer stuff like oh man i'll go back to that scene but right after that it's just dull and then i think the ending picks it back up a bit when they they raid their yakuza ninja player but it's not enough, and it's just kind of, nah. It's, it's nobody's favorite Punisher movie by any means. 
it could have been something decent. So yeah, it's. Eh. I I don't think I'll, I'll I'll go to Punisher camp anytime soon. When I watched it, I thought this is worse than I remember it. I didn't like. I thought like you know what? Maybe I was a little harsh on like not even harsh because when I saw it, you know I was a kid originally when I saw it. So I thought like you know I, I didn't know I didn't know the Punisher was a comic book character. I just thought it was some movie. But now that I know. Uh, the character a little bit better. Um, yeah, I I, I I just like it even more than I did back then. Yeah, I I don't hate it. I'm just like, eh, is what it is what it is. I I don't lump it in with like I take the when with this movie. I think the best thing is to like take the whole Punisher thing out of the equation and just judge it as a trashy action movie. And I think it works better then because I mean if they're not even going to use they they just basically have the Punisher in name and some slight concepts only aside from that it's just any other 80s action buff guy wronged you know oh my family's dead like it it falls in line with like everything back then I mean the only thing it's missing is the, the shot of him with his wife in his arms as a camera pans up with him going no if I want to watch a action movie where uh, a man's family is wronged, I'll watch Fatal Prey. Thank you very much. There you go. Fair enough. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we're doing something a hair different. Uh, Batman is versing Superman around the time our next episode drops, so we're going to stay in comic book land. And we'll be doing our own very first versus episode. And once in, and in this episode, once and for all, we'll be putting to bed the debate raging for years of which film is better, Superman 3 or Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Joining us in the debate will be Scott Mendelson from Forbes, something I'm sure a lot of you have been waiting for on the show. I can't wait for the uh, Quest for Truth that we'll be uh, discovering this time, next time. Our episode has come to an end. Thank you for hanging around with us, and I hope it wasn't too much punishment. <laughs> we, look, we look forward to next time, but first stay tuned for the trailers for both Superman 3 and Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. The trailers that actually trail. When it's time for adventure, it's time for Superman. Alexander Salkine presents Christopher Reeve and Richard Pryor in Superman 3. This time, Richard Pryor has come to Metropolis. Oh, I'm sorry. And he's got something to sell. <laughs> he's the best con man and the world's greatest computer genius. Let me tell you something. I can't ski! But then he falls <laughs> for a scheme to turn the ultimate computer into the ultimate weapon. Well, what would it do for me? It would do anything you tell me to tell it to do. A machine so powerful. Baby, it's daddy! It can control the earth. (laughs) 
shutting down the business. Change the weather. Now something. You're a genius. And reprogram Superman. Thought you'd never get here. Well, I hope you don't expect me to save you, because I don't do that anymore. Huh? didn't die. I ask you to kill Superman, and you're telling me you couldn't even do that one simple thing. Ah. All right, Webster, the game's over. But only the man who pulled the switch on Superman. Oh, uh, see, I'm not with them, Superman. You could have fooled me, mister. Can pull the plug on Super Machine. You're going to go down in history as the man who killed Superman. Um, no. Thank you, brother. Superman 3. Uh, watch the trees. Whoa! This time is going to be the best time of all. Countdown has begun. Can we listen not launch? The world is on the brink. And only one man can save us now. What a scoop! Effective immediately, I'm going to rid our planet of all nuclear weapons. But the greatest threat to Superman is Lex Luthor. You'd risk worldwide nuclear war for your own personal financial gain. You know what I can do with a single strand of Superman's hair? You can make it too painted flies. Let's just keep your IQ a family secret, okay? Okay. <laughs> He's created a being more powerful than the Man of Steel. Well, smarter than I thought. He'll pierce his skin. Dance on his grave. What are you doing back in Metropolis? Dude of steel, where are you gonna get it? Is that adorable? Christopher Reeve, Gene Hackman, Jackie Cooper, John Cryer, with Mariel Hemingway, and Margot Gitter. Clark? Clark, things aren't that bad! Clark, stop! as Lois Lane. Superman 4, his greatest adventure, the quest for peace. Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. You can find more of Cullen's work on a Touch of Crass podcast, also found on the Creative Zombie Studios Network, and on Twitter at my name is Cullen. You can find more of my work at Weisselblue.com. My Twitter handle is at BT Peters. Our producer is Brad Shoemaker. Podcast edited by Brandon. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf found on the freemusicarchive.org website. 
The movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio and no infringement is intended. Please join us again in two weeks for our next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Do any of you actually listen to this part or beyond it? Who knows? Write in and tell me. Thanks.